I'm Betsy Reed, and this is The Discomfort Practice, where I talk to creatives, activists, leaders, scientists, and a host of others about discomfort, about the role it's played in their lives, who they are and what they do in the world, and the value of discomfort in helping us move forward as a society. Discomfort is just the edge of your comfort zone, and on the other side are superpowers. So settle yourself in, and let's get uncomfortable. Oh, so I have had a very uncomfortable couple of weeks, <laughs> entirely self-inflicted. I spilled water on my laptop two weeks ago, so have spent the past week and a half or so scrambling, hoping every morning when I wake up that this will not be the morning that my subpar backup laptop doesn't decide to not let me see the screen so I can give online well-being workshops to a corporate in another country. Uh, and on top of that, most of what I have to do for work involves writing things and typing things and sharing things. And one of the casualties of my tech shit show, which is really the only way I can refer to it, is that I recently recorded a really amazing interview with an upcoming guest, uh, and my sound was so bad that not even my brilliant sound editor could salvage it. So here I am, sitting in my little recording booth on a Thursday night, hoping to get this done to post on Sunday, which I try to do every week faithfully. But I am in discomfort. I have had a very uncomfortable few weeks. And something that has come up is about how difficult I find it to say no, to ask for help, to admit that I'm not perfect at things, so I spent the past couple of days trying to figure out how I could salvage this podcast episode that I w wanted to post, for one thing, rather than go back to the guests and say, we're going to have to find time in your busy schedule to re-record. And I know that they will be fine with that, because I only interview wonderful, gracious, generous people on this podcast. <laughs> but it's really hard to admit to somebody I really rate that I just didn't have great quality, that I, I failed at something. So the irony of all of this is that the well-being workshops I've been teaching lately um, are about things like self-sabotage and about control and how people like me, who I call myself a recovering control freak, but this week has really brought up that uh, maybe I'm not as in recovery as I thought I was. So that's been a pretty uncomfortable fact to face. But I don't know about you. Um... I'm imagining that a lot of my listeners out there, the ones that I know, and probably a lot of those you whom I don't know, can relate to this, of the fear of failing in public, the fear of not being perfect, and then the fear of being punished for that. Because, I don't know, I, I kind of grew up in that, and being what a, a former colleague called being an insecure overachiever. So there's never quite enough that you can do because you'll always feel like it's not enough or you'll be found out as kind of not being worthy of being in the position you're in or having maybe gotten the grades you've gotten or the, the promotion you just got or whatever. So a lot of us are probably really good at self-sabotage and thinking, well, you know, perfection is actually unachievable. So if we set ourselves super, super high standards, we're bound to fail. But there's kind of a comfort in that. And then there's the thing that I've tended to do, which is skip to the end because you can't 
bear the anxiety of not knowing if you're going to fail or succeed. So you just blow things up. So then at least you know how they'll end. Maybe failing on your own terms. And so I've gone through all of that lately as I teach these workshops to people about self-sabotage. And it's like the universe went, you know what, you really could stand a little dose of relearning this in your own personal life. So here you go, just spill as much water as you can possibly spill on a laptop and, and deal with it. Deal with the fact that you are an entrepreneur who does everything online. And um, yeah, good luck with that. But it has made me have to pause and reflect and slow down and think, hmm, what actually matters? What can I actually say no to? Can I actually reach out for help and ask people for help? And what has emerged actually is a big dose of self-awareness about how hard I still am on myself and how I encourage people to be gracious to others. I myself try to be a really good and forgiving friend and colleague who lets other people be imperfect, but I'm still not very good at allowing myself to be imperfect. So when things get crunchy, when I get behind on work, when something doesn't go according to plan, like a podcast that was a really, really fascinating chat for over an hour that I can't salvage. So I'm going to have to go back and redo. I just wasn't I was not having it. I was trying to plow ahead, even though it was exhausting me and stressing me and making me not necessarily very nice to people around me. Uh, I get a bit punchy when I'm stressed. I keep it to myself, but inside I'm kind of hating everyone. (laughs) So now you know, those of you who have to live around me and know me in real life. But some things that came out for me, and I just was jotting down ahead of pressing record here, was that you know what, this needs to be a bit more of a daily mantra in my life. It's another chance to take another pass at being self-compassionate, at accepting myself as human. So how about this? Maybe write these things down. Maybe just make it a little mantra to yourself if you can relate to what I'm talking about. It's okay not to be perfect. I'm going to say it again because it still hasn't sunk in really for me after, you know, a couple decades of practice at learning this. It's okay to not be perfect. It's okay to ask for help. Because you know what happened when I asked for help? Mm, Two friends offered to loan me laptops, so I now have those sitting at my house. I'm awash in laptops now, and I'm recording on a beautifully functioning MacBook that a friend loaned me, so thank you, Emily. And then... It's okay to quit things. It's okay to cancel. It's okay to reschedule. So when I find that I'm starting to spin in stress, and I actually told this to someone the other day, you can tell when I'm stressed or not feeling well because I get stuck in the on position. I have a really difficult time powering down. So like, for example, when I'm ill, I often only figure it out because I realize my house is really clean and my refrigerator is full of food because I just go into high gear because it is like I get stuck on on like a robot that's a little bit short circuited. So it's okay to quit things or cancel and it's okay to rest. And that's something that it's a real struggle to do when you're feeling busy or overwhelmed or freaked out that you're not being perfect. And I'm speaking to myself here. So hopefully you're finding this useful in some way. It's okay to rest. It's okay to get seven or eight hours of sleep. And in fact, it's probably absolutely necessary to rest because that's how you're going to be able to function and get through the things that are probably stressing you out. So 
It helps to think about how we actually function as human beings, and I'm really grateful that this timing has happened while I'm actually teaching people about the neuroscience of how they function, about how we work as human beings, and just, you know, the basics, like we'd rather be certain of failure than not knowing whether we fail or not. When we see a gap between what we believe and what we're doing, which causes cognitive dissonance, we do our best to try to fill that gap. We don't want to sit with the discomforts of that gap between actions and beliefs. Like my belief is I can't let anyone down by saying no, or I can't <clears throat> not finish a project when I said I would, even if it's perfectly okay to say, I'm going to have to get this to you tomorrow because it causes an inconsistency and our brains don't like that. They try to close that gap. We can't hold two contradictory beliefs at the same time. Like I am perfect. And actually right now, perfection is not possible. I need to push back my deadline. I need to let my client or my friend know that I can't do this today because my laptop is making everything twice as slow. And it might feel bad, but it has to be done. And actually saying no to something else or pushing back on something or, or, or you know, asking for an extension or grace from someone else it's a chance to learn how gracious and lovely other people are, but it's also a chance to take care of myself, to realize that sometimes in saying yes to everything, I'm saying no to myself. So, oh, it's been quite a learning curve, I can tell you what. And I'm going to stop talking soon, but I just want to put this out there because this is a week of being incredibly uncomfortable, incredibly human, incredibly imperfect. And when I taught my usual... Wednesday night yin yoga class and meditation class last night here in Barcelona, I, I just encouraged everyone in the room to show themselves love, to feel the love that is around them and to accept that love. And that always goes down well. People always thank me after those, those classes where it's come up that maybe I need to show myself some love. So that's what I need to teach others so that I can learn it myself. So if you can relate, if you have a difficult time not being in control, not being perfect, sitting in the discomfort of that reality that you too are human, that you too need others to be kind and gracious to you sometimes, and maybe sometimes you do fail. If you need help accepting that, <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you in that discomfort. So again, I'm just going to go through that mantra. It's okay to not be perfect. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to quit things or cancel or push back. And it's okay to rest. So be kind to yourself, especially when you're not perfect. Take time to rest. Let other people show up for you. And just sit in the discomfort because that is where the magic happens. I don't know what's going to happen next, but I do know that it's going to be an opportunity to learn some things about myself, to learn how amazing the people around me are, my clients, my friends, my yoga students, my listeners here. So as always, thank you for listening. Be kind to yourself and sit in the discomfort because it always changes. Thank you to my team who helped me produce this podcast, to my brilliant editor, Dimitar Tsvetkov, to Thomas Sheffer for the original music, 
and to Luis Amaro for the original artwork. If you enjoy this podcast, you can help me reach new listeners by leaving me a five-star and written review on Apple Podcasts, following me on Spotify, or anywhere else you love to listen to podcasts. You can also follow me on Instagram at the Betsy Reed. That's B-E-T-S-Y-R-E-E-D. If you're interested in bonus episodes and guided meditations I record regularly, head over to patreon.com and become a supporter. For the price of a coffee each month, you get access to a community. So there's really only one thing left to say. Thank you for spending time with me. Stay uncomfortable.